You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of our Global Veterans. I'm Sarah Troy, your host here at selfdiscoverymedia.com, and I have a wonderful host coming back, this time singly. She was with her husband, Tom Satterley. This time it is her turn. It's Jen, and Jen has done something else absolutely wonderful for the veteran community. It's about the wives, the women that get left behind. Everybody thinks that their lives are hunky-dory, and it's only that their husbands are out there battling the, the forefront. But no, it isn't. They have their own battle. And she says, I will fight for you. I will defend us. I will protect me. I'm your battle buddy. And so their program that um, I'd love you to listen to on the other two shows, I did a show with Tom on his own, all about his, uh, his veteran service, uh, the obstacles and the challenges that he had in coming home and then of course what happened with him and Jen starting this wonderful program for couples to reunite and get to know each other on who they are today but Jen went even further and she's actually now working with women with Virago um, women warriors the women that are left uh, behind you know they never know if they're going to get a knock on the door you know, going to get that call that somebody isn't coming home. They are both husband and wife and mother, father, they're everything at home. And it can be extremely stressful for them. So while they're going through their own uh, post-traumatic stress, it's who supports them. So let's find out about who is supporting them, Jen and her organization, along with the couples, which is wonderful, but this is her platform also here. And so needed we we forget about the families and the wives don't we and it's like it's all about the soldiers and thank you for your service but what about the service from the families that are sacrificing their loved ones being overseas uh, on the battlefront and they never know you know what tomorrow is going to bring welcome to the show jen thank you so much i'm so happy to be back and we're happy to have you back, and it's really wonderful. And of course, I'm glad you're on the mentors with uh, with your uh, with your all secure foundation, which is wonderful. But I'm really am happy that you have stretched out to 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 embracing the wives. You are a wife. Um, you know what you've gone through with Tom, and Tom's been extremely open with it of what he's gone through. Please listen to the first show and the second show. <laughs> the third show. <laughs> they're they're all lessons that you're sharing with people on how to, to navigate through this change that is happening. But um, I know why you brought it about, but how about you share a little bit about your own difficulties and you know, what brought this about? Sure, I'd love to. So I'm not a uh, military wife, I'm a veteran wife. Right. And I make a distinction between that because I do have so much respect for the families who have to deal with um, their spouses that are deployed and, and the complications and the um, drama and the trauma that comes along with not knowing if you, the person you love the most is coming home. Um, I never had to go through that 
part of it. I did deploy um, stateside with special operations troops. And so um, I know a little bit about what it is to go away. Mm -hmm. And Tom uh, did military contracting for years, so he would be gone for months at a time as well. So um, really, when I started working in special operations, I was working 99.9% with men. Mm -hmm. um, but what I was starting to hear was um, a lot of trauma on the home front, yeah. a lot of divorce, a lot of um, broken relationships, broken families. And I really knew that um, something had to be done and a voice needed to be lifted um, for the people who didn't have a voice and weren't being able to um, go out and kind of talk about it because really military spouses are so um, they're kind of like their their husbands in the sense of or wives um, we do have more females entering into mm. combat into special operations but um, you know they feel like they can't talk about it or they need to yeah. be quiet about it and, and be respectful. But at the same time, they're hurting, they're isolated, they're alone. And so I really wanted to help create a voice. Mm, and a voice that's so needed. I mean, you know, very often they're, they're living on base or just off base and they've got each other, but it's, they're in each other's anxiety, aren't they? You know, and it's, For sure. um, you know, when they go to the grocery store or they're doing any, any of the other activities, uh, you know, people may know their spouses in service. So oh, thank you for your spouse's service. But nobody says, but how are you doing? Yes, how are you doing exactly. this? You know, and we know what it's like as a parent when our kids aren't contactable. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they're five minutes late. You know? right. uh, to send your spouse off for months at an end and know that that communication is going to be spasmodic and you never know, you know, if it's going to be good news yeah. or bad news. And um, that is bad enough. But as we talked about in our other shows, the person that went to the battlefront is not the same person that's going to come home and they're most of them are still in the adrenaline they're still in that fight and flight mode and they don't know how to come back and take that breath and join society because they're not the same person they're still really treating life as tom did as the battlefront mm -hmm. and you've already got a spouse at home who's got her own battlefront who's managing everything and those two clash don't they and that's very often where the friction comes about oh absolutely even when tom would come home from you know a couple months away doing special operations training um he would come in like he did post-deployment which is um not really knowing his place you know life moves on so mm -hmm. if you know one great example was there's more communication now but um, you know, back when Tom was serving, they would go for six months and, and that was it. You know, I'll see you in a couple months. And I heard the story. It was great that uh, one of the guys who went overseas came back and his wife became a real estate agent while he was gone. Mm -hmm. So literally quit her job, went to school, became certified as a real estate agent in the time that he was gone. Life moves on and yes. it doesn't need to be that drastically, but you're not the same person you are, you know, um, when someone leaves her deployment. So the spouse changes as well. Yeah. But really when you come home, you think everything's just like it was in July and here it is January. And you know, it's been a whole a half of a school year for the kids and everything that goes along with that. 
roller coaster um, that goes along course. with that. Yeah. Of course. It's so many of the spouses that I talk to really can't feel like they can't share a lot with their husbands when they're deployed. I don't want to put a burden on him. I right. don't want him distracted. So maybe a kid at school is getting bullied. And um, you know that as a mom, that's a terrible yeah. kind of thing to go through. And to go through that alone as, as a single parent, because you don't feel comfortable calling your husband in Afghanistan saying, hey, we've got this issue at school. Um, so what happens is this constant building of, I've got it, I have to deal with it on my own. And so many incredibly strong women have no complaints on that. And I've talked to so many military wives that says it comes with the territory. Yeah. But, you know, and that's fine and I can deal with that. But when truly what happens is when the people come back together, that's mm -hmm. really the sticking point of we've changed, we've evolved, we've grown, you've changed and you've grown, but we haven't seen each other in half a year. Right. And so now what do we do? How Who do we are adjust? we now? Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's also, um, you know, for, for the spouse at home, this is their battlefront. They've got it covered. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now they want to share with you what's been going on for the last six months. And, you know, uh, but at the same time, you know, the spouse that's come home from the battlefront doesn't want to hear everything because wants to come home to apple pie. Right. And, and the kids, oh, daddy, and uh, the wife, oh, sweetheart, you know, all it is mm -hmm. in the movies, right? right. And it isn't that way because an, an, an awful lot of people are changing because of the experiences they're going through. And really, you have to look at each other and say, you know, uh, we need to find that love vibration again. You know, I may love you, but who are you right now? And it has to be on both sides. Like whoever comes home has got to be willing to what the spouse has gone through. I spared you while you were over there, but while you were gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me pull out my list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I think then also there's more respect for the spouse left behind of the battles that mostly she has gone through. I know right. well, I've been out there fighting on that battlefront, but my goodness, what you've had to go through here alone, you know, is I think there's a, a different kind of look and respect for your spouse. And then it's to find that back together when now we are in it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that, and I've talked to hundreds of wives across the board, um, including veteran wives like myself who also feel a little bit lost in the community, um, especially for me, you know, I, I wasn't Tom with Tom when he was active duty. So I didn't have a support sister group right. of other military wives who were like, yep, that's normal. Or this is to be expected, or I've got your back. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the veteran wives I talk to are kind of in this world alone and they don't know who to turn to. They don't have friends in the community. Perhaps their friends are very, very different. Mine were from the art community. So um, it was a total shakeup for both of us. And really that isolation is so damaging, um, yes. whether you're a military or veteran spouse, feeling like I can't share this with others. And I've talked to plenty of military spouses that feel that way as well. They maybe don't engage in the FRG or the, the family readiness group as that support system. They might not like some other, other women in the group or they might find it's too gossipy or whatever the situation may be. Um, a lot of military wives isolate themselves as well, especially if there's trauma in the home, especially yeah. if there's something going on um, with any kind of level of, um, you know, domestic violence or emotional abuse, um, just feeling really alone in that and, and almost embarrassed of it. Yeah. 
I think you've hit on something there, you know, embarrassment, I can't cope, what people are going to think about me, I'm afraid of the judgment, people are going to think I'm weak. And, you know, we all have a tolerance level. You know, some of us can step into this zone when that happens. Like any time my kids have had to have an operation or, or had a fall or had to do this, I'm completely cool, calm, Yeah, uh, you know, as a cucumber. But then later on, <laughs> shaking like a leaf, right? You go right. into whatever mode you go into, but you have to address the whole experience later. And somebody needs to be there and say, wow, you were so strong at that time. I've got you. Or don't worry, I'm here for you as your strength right now and we have to i don't care whether it's veterans or not or military spouses everybody needs to have each other's back we are not meant to go through this alone you know we are no. be a part of the village and you know i would say it's we need to find our instrument in life and then find our orchestra to play it in mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that all military wives are going to all see eye to eye and be kumbaya but you're going to find you're going to find those like-minded or like-souled, like-heart people that you get on with and form your own orchestra. But it's very imperative that you do, isn't it? Because if you try and do this alone, the reconnection not only with your spouse but with life in general is just going to be so much harder. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, we are we are animals. We need our tribe. And you know, one thing that we had just talked about was. Um, and we often talk about as the wolf pack and, mm. and people in the military often kind of refer to themselves as, as the wolves. And uh, yet, you know, Tom and I were talking about this. If, if one of the members is ostracized from that wolf pack, um, they don't survive. Right. And in fact, you know, I was telling Tom, he goes, I never thought of that. I said, they use isolation as a punishment. Right. You know, if you're in prison, you go to solitary. Yes. You know, it's literally a form of punishment because we are meant to be connected. We are meant to feel like we belong to others. So that's a huge part of it. And we also, just because you can come on, snap out of it, doesn't mean everybody can. No. You know, everybody's Agreed. going to react to whatever's going on in their own way. And if somebody isn't doing it as fast as you want, you know, it's get over it, you know, allow people, again, you know, it's, I would say, um, tap into your emotions because your emotions are telling you exactly what you need to address at the time, but don't become emotional over it. So you've got to be careful that you don't go, oh, I'm getting attention now. I'm going to be dramatic. Yes. That emotion. It's about recognizing the emotions and know that you need support through it right now. And don't judge somebody by what you would do. Help them in what they're needing to do. That's a huge one, right? Because like you said, everyone's different. And I've heard a lot of critique and judgment from other wives, you know, hey, my husband was gone 18 months, you know, and I was able to do it without any help. And Mm -hmm. your husband's only deployed for six months and you're having, you know, somebody else help you cut the grass or do things. (laughs) Why can't you do things by yourself? And, you know, there's is a lot of judgment. There is a lot of um, in any circle, in any community including the art one that I, you know, yeah. was most comfortable and, and kind of was raised up in my own. Um, it is very easy to point fingers at other yeah. people and it's very difficult to self-reflect, but it's so incredibly critical. And when you look at what are my needs, mm-hmm. what do I need to ask for? And that's another thing I find so common in this community is I'm afraid to ask for what I need because he's already got so much on his plate. He's already right. dealing with so much. I can't add more to it. 
But what ends up happening there is a building resentment underneath the surface that just keeps boiling up of my needs aren't met. My needs aren't meant. Um, I'm only focusing on him and his needs and his trauma. Um, you know, what he needs to do for work and I'm left out here in the dust alone. And that's not a relationship. That's not, you know, there's a yin and yang to everything. There's a balance. We have to have that balance. And, you know, very often, and we know this is, uh, you could be very, very strong through it. And yes. then they, they come home and it's suddenly the home and you just turn into a puddle. Right. <laughs> and he may come home and think you've been that all the time. <laughs> you know? And it's, you're home now. Oh, you know, I can let it go. Here's the kids, the dogs. <laughs> yes. the I'm going They're to like, wait far. a minute. I wanted to dump it off because <laughs> yeah. I just got back. Right. And, and I think that's, I think, probably, probably a difficult thing. Whose needs do you tend to? And yes. I think the recognition that both needs need to be tend to, you know, Absolutely. and the give and the take, you know, um, you know, can we palm the kids off with someone and go and yes. have that weekend? You do wonderful weekend retreats with them, but I know they're booked up for this year already, but it's taking the time just to be together, maybe yes. in silence, maybe yes. in silence and just get to know each other's vibe again, because we think all the time we need to talk about it, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just being in each other's presence and letting our vibrations reconnect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of my best conversations are Tom I have no words um, <laughs> in between us, you know, yeah. but it really is finding, um, finding that right vocabulary, being able to communicate, getting comfortable in the uncomfortable because it's not, comfortable all the time to say, Hey, you know what? I actually need this from you. Um, that feels like confrontation to a lot of people, but actually nobody's a mind reader. And I think with all the people we've worked with, one of the most common things that comes out is this, um, this mind reader kind of vibe of like, well, you should know that I need this or I, you know, you should know that this is how this runs or that runs. How? Have you communicated? Have you talked about it? Have you written it down? Sometimes we even tell people, hey, if it's uncomfortable to start a dialogue or conversation, put it on paper. Oh, you know? I'm 100% with you there. I say, oh, look, I'm sorry. I love you men, but you're not great <laughs> listeners. And very often, just read it, digest it, yes. react to it, and come back and read it again, and then you're ready for conversation, right? Absolutely. So that reading of it is very, very important, I think. But I also think, too, writing it down, you know, and then looking at it and go, you know, really that one isn't so important. I can cross that off the list, you know, I don't, that one sounds petty. I don't, I shouldn't (laughs) do that. And then presenting it to them, you know, not as a to-do list as this is something that I am needing in order to feel whole again on my own side. And I think it's okay. And I think that the, the veteran, you know, the warrior returning should do the same. You know, we've got to remember that on the battlefront there, they're in their instincts all the time. They're in their training Mm -hmm. all the time. And you're asking them to solve a problem that they don't have a manual for. (laughs) And they don't like that. You know, they've been told from day one, this is when you get up, this is when you work out, this is how you do your job. You know, everything is very routine and regimented. When you come home, it's not, it's chaotic. There's one kid running in the door this way. Another one's running that way. And you've got dogs and 
you know, maybe, maybe the spouse is saying, Hey, you know what? I really need to catch up with work now because you're home and you can take care of the kids. And, you know, I've heard it so many times, wait a minute, I, I just got home. I need a couple of days to decompress. And that became a very um, great tool for Tom and I, before he even came in the door, I would tell him, okay, listen, you've been gone. You haven't slept in four weeks. So for two days, when you get home, the kids and I aren't your concern. The dogs, the house aren't your concern. I don't care if you sleep or watch reality TV for two days straight. Just take time to yourself to work your way back into it. Because Land. Land. Yes, land. Because for years it was in the door and bang, 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 bang. You know, this is what's going on and this is what needs to get fixed. And, you know, this is the situation that's going on at school or at work. And um, it's too much for anyone. And yeah. so our conversations led to, okay, before you get home, this is what we're doing. You're going to take your time. We're going to go on with life as normal. Um, oftentimes I would write emails, um, you know, with things that were going on that I didn't quite want to tell him, you know, added stress. And I would save them in a little folder. You know, I wouldn't even send them, but sometimes it just felt good. Yeah to talk to him, even though he wasn't there. And you're right. Sometimes I'm like, I thought that was a bigger problem yeah. <laughs> that needed to be addressed. And now that I've gotten it out, now that I've written it down, you know, I've kind of gotten that off my chest now and I'm okay to move on. Yeah. But I think also it's preparation. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, folks, if I'm looking very yellow here. I don't know my lighting today. <laughs> I look very jaundicey. Um, we're very dull outside, and doesn't matter what lighting I've got here. But you know. <laughs> anyway, um, I think also preparation in there are some changes here when you get home, uh, such and such, such and such, such and such. So they don't come home and go, what the heck? You yes. know, it, it's like, what? They're, they're doing this? That one's driving? And, you know, uh, you've you got <laughs> right. a really big license? You know, um, you know, prepare them so they don't come in because what they, they want to do is come home to familiarity. Yeah. And if so much has changed, it's like, whose house am I in? Yep. Right. So it's I think it's really, really important that we actually do prepare them, you know, to a point of what changes have happened and present it in a way. Oh, we're so excited to share this journey with you. Um, this is what's happened and he can't wait to tell you about it. And so when they do come home, they don't feel God, I've gone away and I've come home to a stranger or a strange house or yeah. anything else, you know, and in a lot of ways. And I, I might get feedback on this, but. And a lot of ways, it's a light kind of dementia. You know, mm -hmm. people coming home and it's like this, I'm remembering something from the past, but it's yeah. not the reality of my now. And you've got to understand that this is, time has gone by, people have gone yeah. by. And it's like, you're expecting everything to be as when you left. It's not going to happen that way. So I think preparing as much as you can is good so that they do come home, they know Johnny's grown six feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always keeping in contact as much communication as possible. In fact, on our first retreat, um, one of the guys who was deploying a lot was actually getting ready to deploy again. And the conversation that they had in front of the group was, she says, you've checked out already. Mm. You're not even leaving for three weeks, but you're already gone. Right. And I don't know how to cope with that. I, I'm trying to grab every bit of you that I can because I know you're going to be gone for a long time. So 
you know, I need to snuggle with you. I need right. to have a date night. I need to um, see you with the girls and, and, and interacting with them because they're going to miss you for months. And I'm the one who's tucking them in at night when they cry that they miss you. Yeah. And so her needs, and I said, well, okay, he's deployed for the last 15 years. So, um, you know, how have you dealt with this in the past? And they hadn't. Right. There's no conversations. It yeah. was, and he didn't even know. He said, yeah. well, true, I'm going already through my checklist of yes. everything I have to do. And it is, I am 100% work focused because I have to be. Yeah. You know, and so really what they decided and talked about, he said, you don't have to, she's like, well, I try to give you your space and I try not to encroach upon you. And he's like, oh, well, I don't mind that. You don't, you don't ask for that. She, you know, so so much of this miscommunication can yeah. be dealt with on coming up with rituals. How do we say hello? How do we say goodbye? What things do we do? Maybe it's every time before a deployment, you take a mini trip, just the yeah. two of you, you know, just a two nights away, even if it's in your hometown. Right. Um, and when you get home, what does that ritual look like when you, when you come home too? It's so incredibly important. Yeah. Having the expectations, right. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what's expected from each other. Um, and you know that that is on your to-do list. Yes. Right? It's just as important as preparing to go is the preparing to leave. Yes. And, you know, we've also got to remember that, as you said, the, the spouse left behind is dealing with the crying kids. You know, yeah. mommy or daddy is gone again. And a, a month or a week is a long time for a child. You know, months for and sure. months is a hell of a long time for a child. And it's... Um, it's like if, if an animal has been lost and then reunited, they've got to resense you again, resmell mm -hmm. you again. And like, is this just a memory I'm looking at? Are you the, my master from before, you know? And, and once they get it, then they're all over you, right? But right. it's allowing that time because each time, mostly when dad comes home, it's he's kind of a different guy again and he's still in that mode and and the kid is all excited etc but there everybody needs that time to reconnect and you know i think it's not just the time with the spouse i think that the you know the father or the mother who's ever away needs to say okay each individual child i'm having time alone with them this is their yes. day this is their moment I'm doing what they want to do and reconnecting with them. I think one of the biggest false misconceptions is that you're just falling back into things as they used to be. And that I think is the biggest detriment. I agree. You know, I, somebody had just said something to Tom and he brought it back up to me a few days ago. And I thought that's kind of brilliant. Pretend like you're the favorite uncle for a week. You don't need to yeah. step in as dad, right? you know, you don't yeah. need to, because that, that is so much of the mentality is fix it, control it. And so what we hear most often, even in my own household was I'm back to disciplinarian. I'm back yes. to Mr. fix it. I'm back to, and it's like, no, go and get on the floor and play with the kids, mm -hmm. go and spoil them and take them for ice cream for dinner, you know, be the favorite uncle instead of trying to step right back in as dad. And take that pressure off yourself just for a week, just for a couple of days, yeah. even. Yeah. Just enjoy each other and then start trying to work slowly back into um, 
the responsibilities, you know. I mean, this is where you get a kid saying, you know, you've been gone. <laughs> you know, right. I listen to you, you know, especially when you start getting into the teenagers who um, now, of course, know everything or are angry at everything. And, uh, yes. you know, I'm all my gray hairs with my children's name on it. You know, they're going <laughs> to run you through the ringer. And, you know, one has to understand that when you're coming back, especially if you do have teen kids, that they have pushed every button they can. And sometimes mm -hmm. buttons that you didn't even know you had because you're on your own and they know dad's not there to back you up. Yeah. Right. Sure. So it's not about wait till your dad gets home and I'm going to tell him and he's going to come in with the discipline. Right. It's got yeah. to be reconnect uh, and go, um, by the way, that wasn't kosher. <laughs> you did there. Right. Yes. Let's take in advantage. And that was not nice on your mom, but don't come at them with that because you've got to rebuild that trust again, haven't you? Yeah, you do every single time. And I think that that is so, um, it just puts everyone in the family on, on eggshells. You know, I would say walking around minefields because yeah. you don't quite know. And yeah, dad or mom is going to be really tired on both sides, but yep. especially coming back, um, you know, post-deployment, you know, back in the old days, they talked about people would take a ship home and yes. they would have this time to decompress and kind of get their head together. Now you're in Afghanistan and you're home in 18 hours, mm -hmm. you know, and there's no separation. There's no decompression. And, you know, most of the times people are coming back and, and, you know, luckily there hasn't been um, a loss of life or something like that, but it's still, you're used to a different time zone. You're used to yeah. foods. You're used to a different routine and system. And the system at home is completely different and foreign. 180 completely. Yes. But the, the other thing too is that, especially if they're going to be redeployed again. Yes. Sometimes they don't want to decompress so much. They don't want to get happy and mm -hmm. home on the front because they don't want to go through the pain of leaving again. So there's almost something there that they're not willing to switch off and yeah. be the husband or the dad because they know it's going to be so much harder when they leave. But then that's not really fair to the family who need dad. They don't need the right. soldier. We have all these protective measures, you know, because we're built for safety and security. Mm -hmm. And however, we as humans will, will try to find that safety and security will do. And so you're right. When people come home, um, it might be a great or turbulent yes. couple weeks. And then right away, you know, most often I hear it's about week three or four when he's ready to go back and people yeah. just can't get their head around that, but their stability, their routine, they feel needed. Um, when they say jump, somebody jumps at home, it's jumping, you know, and everyone's looking around like, well, maybe not. And I've got homework or I'm going to, you know, go clean up the yard. I'm going out with friends and, you know, really to a mind who's trained for war, that's chaos and yeah. chaos needs to be controlled. And so all of these tools of war are brought into the home, like anger, aggression, violence, um, perfection-driven um, aggression is a big one. You know, why is the house not perfectly clean? Or why are the shoes not in order? Because the brain is constantly searching for order. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, on top of everything of what distance creates is the chaos of war coming into the home. And, you know, it's, it's stressful for everyone. And of course, whoever's at home is just you know, managing mm -hmm. to kind of keep things in any resemblance of order. And, you know, the thing is, as a parent, as a mother, especially, you know, you're always in chaos. Mm -hmm. 
and all you're trying <laughs> to do is put something in order but as you put that in order something over there is going chaotic you know you cannot run a home regimentally it doesn't allow for creativity it doesn't allow for self-expression or self-exploration you know if a family love is allowing people to be chaotic and find their own management of their own equilibrium and really it's just allowing that chaos not to go so far afield that it becomes dysfunctional but the chaos managed in a way that allows it constantly to be allowing things to grow which is a completely opposite thing completely. it really is yeah chalk and cheese totally so yes you know someone to come home uh, yes sir hi dad mm -hmm. <laughs> it ain't going to happen <laughs> yeah. so i think the i think you know maybe what is not happening is is the training mm -hmm. of the soldiers coming home of what to expect the reality right and that right. is something that needs to go out there but also on the other side to also understand look if dad says straighten your shoes and do that just do it for him because that's what he needs in yes. order to to kind of his own equilibrium so it's give and take on both sides but i think a good thing to have is a trigger word of you've gone too far let's back off yep we have that all right <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because that's really imperative mm -hmm. um, in this culture is to have um, something that doesn't feel accusatory. Obviously, you don't want to say you're being an X, Y, Z. All that's going to do is set him off, you know, and, and really great points in, in two different areas. One is the give and take and the balance. And I talked to so many wives that are like, you know, he's hypervigilant. The house has to be in perfect order. And I said, and, you know, they get it out and I'm, you know, I'm messy and it doesn't bother me or, you know, hey, that's life and that's the kids. And I said, where can you come in the fold? Right. Where can you compromise? And I know you've already given so much of yourself. But if, you know, for you, if it's keeping the foyer where it looks really clean and nice, so at least the first impression is, yeah. okay, I can breathe. Or maybe your bedroom is a no kid zone and that's an area just for the two of you. And that's an area where it can be a sanctuary. Yeah. you know, where it's kept clean and tight and orderly. Um, and, but at the same time, it's creating that dialogue of, so Tom's um, call sign is crawler. And um, it took years for us to develop this. But really, you know, when he becomes very militant, and he's very much in that militant mindset, he's crawler, he goes right back to his call sign. Um, and so there's times where I can tell he's agitated, or I'm going to go upstairs and talk to the kids, and they need to clean their room. And you know, I'm, I could tell, I'm like, oh boy, here comes the, the marching orders. Mm. And I'll say, all right, go upstairs, talk to the kids, but I need you to go upstairs because Tom. And Crawler doesn't belong upstairs in the bedroom talking to the kids about this. Or, you know, he, he might be hypervigilant about cleaning or, or doing something. And I'll say, all right, but why don't we have Tom do that and not Crawler? Mm -hmm. You know, let's, I'm not your soldier. And, right. you know, when I say that to a lot of the wives, they all laugh and they're like, yes, yes. You know, <laughs> like I've said that a million times, you know, I'm not your soldier. I'm not your private because it's so easy to fall back into right. that kind of language and that kind of routine that most of the times they don't even know they're doing it. But when you have that word or you have that safety and say, hey, I'm not pointing fingers, I'm not trying to stir the pot here, but you're in the mode that doesn't belong in the home, which is the war mode. 
I get it. Yeah. And, and you don't know when that's going to come up because, no. you know, is it a past memory? Is it a past feeling? Is it something they're dealing with uh, right now? You know, flashbacks or whatever. Yeah. And so we have to respect that too. But I think, you know, having a word that is completely and utterly bizarre that anybody can say when they feel I'm feeling too much, you know, yes. or this is going too much, you know, Rumpelstiltskin, you know, supercalifragilistic, yes. you know, um, rhubarb, you know, a word that is completely out of realm of what you would normally use. And it can be a trigger word. Go, oh, okay. All right. Let's yes. everybody take a breath. Everybody take a breath. Okay. Why did you say that? Well, you're making me feel. Yes. Okay, I didn't, sorry to make you feel that way. And, and then that awareness starts triggering into the brain and starts reprogramming. But I think it's, it's important to have that because it's like, oh, you're overstepping the line. Oh, yeah. And it could be a really creative. We actually do this exercise in our retreats with a couple is to come up with your own language, signs, symbols, um, words in order to kind of get you out of that cycle, that negative cycle that just keeps repeating and keeps showing up. And how do you press pause on that to get right. to the root of the problem versus fighting about the fighting? Yeah. And so, you know, one couple were, are really into sports and they're into sports together. So they have little symbols like timeout, mm. you know, or things that they can do. They have smaller children um, or we need to go talk and they have all their little hand symbols yeah. for, um, for able to, <laughs> yes, you know, and, and really it's kind of cute where, you know, people go around the room and, and kind of share, okay, we could try that. You know, maybe what we'll do is, you know, another couple love the outdoors and they're like, do we need to stoke the fire or do we need to put out the fire? Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, for something romantic. I think we don't, we we don't want to fire the fire. Tent. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Let's go in the tent and just put this to rest for now. And, and the thing so, is, I think, yeah. I think if a, a, you know, a, a warrior knows, hey, this is going to be rapid fire in a moment. Right. You know, you know and we, we step into that mode that the, the last thing you want is any rapid fire here or any grenade going off is, sure. uh, you know, that, that word, that action, it's, it's time for the take five. Yes. Right. It's time for the deep breath. Everybody just go somewhere and yeah. take a breath. And then kind of come back. Don't ignore the problem because it will only come back up again, but come back with level heads. Absolutely. You can save so much trouble in your, <laughs> yes. yes, because we all say things when we're angry that we don't really mean. And just allowing that space, we call it a five minute break. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our five minute breaks stretch into 30 minutes or, you know, this weekend it was three hours mm -hmm. where, you know, he wanted to go to the park and, you know, again, it was a Saturday cleaning day and there was, you know, kids going this way and that way. And, you know, one of the teenagers doesn't want to help out. Another one wants to head off with friends and no work cleaning today. And I said, all right, all right, all right. We're all getting spun up. Let's just take a break. Cause you know, we started fighting about surface issues mm -hmm. or fighting about the fight. And it, the best thing to do sometimes for us is just to get space yeah. five minutes three hours whatever it is we came yeah. back together that evening okay this is what I was thinking this is what I was feeling and able to have that conversation with a clear calm head you know tough words or hard words aren't being thrown about and right. um, that you're apologizing for later so you could save a lot of grief allowing I mean, for that it's, it's, it's a huge thing is that if you can't say something nice shut up Yes, <laughs> and it's very, very important that, that we practice that in everything in life because it's, oh, you know, and out comes the finger pointing. And, 
you know, and you yes. can't take that back. You know, it's no. a, a sticks and stones, but words will never help me. I'm sorry, words hurt. They do. You know, and, you know, when somebody says something, when they're mad, you kind of think, well, that's their truth coming out. And if you don't want that to be your truth, then suck it up. Yes. You know, and, uh, and, and be careful because it's very hard to fix uh, something that you've said that's derogatory or mean or nasty yeah. it's so hard to come back from that so it is really if you can't say anything nice in this situation just shut the mouth go for a walk <laughs> you know? yes whatever you need to do yeah, don't do the laundry <laughs> beat up on the laundry <laughs> yes <laughs> back we in the a, house <laughs> yes we have a couple that has a punching bag in their basement mm-hmm and, you know, for a lot of these guys, they have so much cortisol and testosterone yes. and adrenal fatigue that physical exertion actually is really beneficial. Yeah. And so, you know, he gets mad or he gets worked up and starts to get to that place. He says, I'm going to go downstairs. And she knows, okay. Again, he might go down and hit the bag for five minutes. He might go downstairs and work out for an hour. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a great way to expel some of that adrenaline, especially as it builds up. And, and um, so, you know, a lot of the guys are like, I don't know, soon I'm like, go for a run, go for a walk, go to the gym, you know, work out, do something where you're feeling physical, clear your head. It's such a great tool to use. And, and if, you know, if the wife says, you know what, I need to go for a walk mm-hmm. and I'm leaving you with the kids. Yes. You know, she went for a walk. She walked out of the <laughs> argument, you know, no. She's taking her five. You, yes. you take your five your way. Let her take her five that way. She'll come Absolutely. back and clear her head. And then it'll be, okay, what's for dinner? <laughs> you know, what yes. should she make, you know? And that's the way we process it. Sometimes we just go out and we can mutter under our breath. As we're going. And it's spent. And that's, right. I think, probably a lot of times difference between men and women in a lot of things. We spend it. But we haven't got time to dwell on it because you know, now dinner's come up or this has come up or so right. Joey's got to go to gymnastics or this or that. And you haven't got time to ferment in it. Yeah. And I think it's choosing, you know, if, if something keeps coming up over and over again, you put a pin in it and that's when you go and maybe write about it. I have noticed this has come up a great deal. Hand them the note and say, would you like to have your observation? And then we'll talk about it. All right. I love it. I love it. I would even tell Tom. So I would, um, I'd write it down in an email, mm-hmm. especially when we were distanced, but even when we're at home, because sometimes I feel like I need to collect my thoughts before yeah. I start opening my mouth as well. And yeah. really, what am I trying to say? And how can I say it where I'm not bringing up something from three months ago or three years ago? Yeah. What, I don't need to win the argument, right? And, and That's so important. much of so much. If you're yeah. winning, somebody else is losing, and that's not what you want. No, and, and every time I, you know, one of the things that's really helped us is um, the saying, when one of us tries to win, the relationship loses. Yes. And so, you know, really, if I'm trying to get my thoughts together and I'm protecting us, the us of the relationship, I can still put Jen's needs out there. I can still address it in a way that Tom can receive it without pointing fingers or without low blows or without, but you did this before. Mm. What am I trying to say? What do I need to get off the chest? And writing it down is a beautiful way. I I edit all the time. I might have four versions before (laughs) I send it to them. And that's important to do, you know, um, we don't want hate mail, but the thing is if something is constantly being repeated, it's clearly is something that needs to be addressed. And if you don't address it, it's just going to gather roots and keep growing. 
and uh, but you've got to sometimes look at it but you said that in that content you said that again but in this content i'm confused because what are yes. you trying to say you know and i think presenting in that way there's something you need to say ba 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 would you please digest this and then let's have a chat and you know Absolutely. maybe they want to write back to you instead of talking to you because you know guys aren't generally the writers you know or right. maybe it's audio you know on the phone mm -hmm. they send you an audio it doesn't matter how the communication is going as long as the communication is going agree <laughs> harmoniously between each other <laughs> whatever system works for you yeah and you know i know everybody thinks like oh well, when do you get back to normal you know i understand mm -hmm. this in the beginning but when do you get back to normal i think what you have to understand you have more difficulties when it is you know a veteran or a warrior coming home um, especially if they're being redeployed all the time. You have more difficulties in that adjustment because you're constantly in and out, in and out of that, or you're in and out of their memories if they're at yeah. home, for, you know. But we also have to understand that regular marriages have these issues too. Maybe not the same ones, maybe not the post-traumatic stress, or maybe not the warrior versus, but everybody has issues. Maybe they've got issues at work, you know, they've got um, family issues, they've got this and that. And the same principles that you're talking about here are the same principles we need to bring into any marriage. Any marriage. Any home. Family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I have a really good friend of mine whose husband has PTS and it's from childhood abuse and trauma and also being involved in a really horrific car accident um, where other people had died and, you know, he had watched a little girl die. Mm. And so, you know, most of what he brings into the house is very similar to what Tom brings into the house. The PTS symptoms are the same. How he got it was entirely different. Exactly. But, you know, I, I'm divorced. I was married to an artist, you know, things fall apart and people yep. grow apart no matter what world you're coming from. Right. For sure. And, and you know, we've also got to remember the two people that fell in love are not the same people at all. Mm -hmm. You know, five years, 10 years down the road, no matter what the, the career choices are. And that there are times that one is going to grow while the other one nurtures and waters that. And then there's the time for this one to grow and vice versa. It's the constant yin yang, the constant seesaw. What we don't want to see is the extremes up, and down right. high. We want to see that seesaw constant in a nice, even movement. And there are times that, you know, it is the coming together in order to follow a, a kind of, you know, collective dream. But who you are when you get married, so many people get married not knowing who they are. True. You know, and our self-discovery yeah. is, this is my instrument. Oops. Loads of my headphones. This is my instrument that I'm bringing to this orchestra of a marriage. Right? right. And we're going to create other little orchestras and, you know, uh, players in there. But we are always in discovery of ourselves, evolving, always. growing. And sometimes you simply just outgrow your partner because your journeys have taken you on such different ways. That doesn't mean that you can't be amenable, kind or friendly to each other. And you know, oh, so absolutely. it's involved. And sometimes it's just to realize, you know, who you are now, who I am now, we're just not compatible on that level. Let's find a different platform of friendship, but as spouses, we can't make it. Absolutely. My uh, ex-husband, Mark, and I had a, um, we actually had a great marriage. We were best friends, you know, but we definitely grew into different 
people in different roles. I met him when I was in college Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of respect for each other. A lot of love. I talk about with my, uh, our two children that we still are a family and we always will be a family. We just look a little different now, you know, in, in different places, but you know, they know that I respect their father and then he's a friend. And that's always been very important to me for our kids is to hugely important. You yeah. know, the moment you get into, um, he said, she said, yeah. and you know, I mean, it was my kids that actually said to me, you know, time for a divorce mom. This is not right. Happening. You know, Oh, I'm waiting for you I guys to grow. No, 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 no. We, we, we can survive, you know? And, um, just a year ago, you know, my ex and myself uh, walked my daughter down the aisle and we see each Aww. other at various functions. And we've been apart now virtually as long as we were together and two totally different people on totally different worlds. But that doesn't mean, you know, um, thank you for the gift of three children. Yes. Right. And the relationship they have with their father is one they've formed for themselves. It's not just dad. You know, it's mm-hmm. their father and their particular relationships they've had with them. But they don't, if, if your relationship, if it just simply the person that's come back, you can't live with them anymore or vice versa, please do it in a meanable and friendly way because nobody needs, you know, the bashing, the nuss, the, the trauma is already there. And the trauma yes. is probably what's already caused the breakup. Yes. Don't add more trauma to it, please. Oh yeah. You know, one thing that is so hurtful is, is when one parent talks bad about the other parent, you know, and they're putting them down because the child doesn't distinguish. No. And and really what they're doing is they feel like that's an attack on them. You know, Oh, your father. So this, well, that's my father's part of me. So then that's part of me. People don't really realize that when you're talking bad, about your ex in front of your child or to your child, they take that personally on as their own hurt and their own pain. And yeah. we don't and, want they, that for they children. feel guilty. Right. You no, know, oh, you're breaking up because of me because I was naughty. Right. I was difficult. And it's like, no, if, if that's what you've come to, it, you both sit down and say, first and foremost, we love you. Mm-hmm. There's Absolutely. nothing you've done wrong. I love your mom. I love your dad. But we have just come to the realization that we no longer are good for each other under the same roof. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I wish everybody could do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, um, it takes time sometimes, sometimes you Mm -hmm. have to plant the seeds and water them. So until that thinking comes around, but if you do it, I I remember actually going to a, a divorce workshop and the lawyer said, please don't hire me. The moment you hire me, it's all about how much money they can make and they're going to make sure that you hate each other. Mm. Right? So please know the rights and do things immediately. And then all the law does comes in is to solidify it. And that's accountability. If you have children, if you did marry somebody, it doesn't matter who you are now, respect, right? Yes, is, respect. Please, this is a closure that you're going to have. Nobody needs to be dragged through the mud. Nobody needs mm-hmm. to be traumatized from this because it, that just means there's people now with their own post-traumatic stress on their own battlefront. Yes, right? yes, yeah. absolutely. So it's, sometimes then, it's not about coming together. You mm-hmm. know, if, if you just find that the language isn't there, I have to say every veteran that I've interviewed have, has been divorced. 
Yeah, it's very common. Four right. times more common. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. A lot more common. And that is because the the people of who they used to be could never reconnect, or they couldn't yes. reconnect on the people who they are now. Right? Don't you're yeah. not going to get back who was there before? Can no. you love the person that's in front of you now? That's and a that's great not question. Work. Right. And and that's that's a great question. The self discovery is give each other time to learn about each other now and if six months a year down the road you find no then it's just friendly goodbye right but yeah oh yeah you've got to be willing to do the work on both sides and that's what you do with your people so what kind of program do you put them through what can they expect from virago so um we have a couple different platforms and we're growing virago this year i'm really excited about it so we're going to be bringing seminars to different bases and they're full days and we'll have guest speakers um, talking about many different things. And really, this is a collection of talking to hundreds of wives over the years and really kind of hearing what pieces are you missing? You know, what information? How can we support you? Um, and, and so much of it is to create that tribe mentality. Mm-hmm. And that could be, and, and what I love about the internet, what I love about social media is someone who feels really alone. Maybe they're at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and they don't really feel like they've connected with many people. They can still talk to somebody at Fort Bragg, or they still can talk to somebody, you know, um, at Fort Benning and, and have that relationship because maybe their interests really aren't very, you know, in sync, in sync with the people around them. And that's okay. And so really we want to create this, um, idea that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. There are other people like, you out there you, you might have to go find and search your tribe a little bit but let us help answer some of the questions you might be struggling with yeah. so we will have these full day seminars we have um, our first one coming up in may at uh, fort bragg but additionally what we do is uh workshop retreats we have seven of them this year and and like you said actually we've had two couples who have divorced after them and it's been very um helpful for them because they were so angry when they came to our workshop retreats, just, we're going to be done. We're going to be over. Um, just like an underlining hatred, right? Really it's okay. You guys aren't, you're done. You know, you're ready to move on with your lives. Let's find a language. Let's find a communication that works for you so that you're going to be hurt. We get that, but let's just try to minimize it. Let's try to minimize the pain. Um, but you know, for the most part, we have people leave in tears and they're hearing what they generally don't get to hear from the military. You know, they, they're not, you know, hearing you're supported and Mm. it's okay to feel alone. It's okay to cry in the shower, you know, when you, um, you don't know, you haven't heard from your husband in a while. You don't know where he's at. We talk to the spouses too. Listen, you've got to communicate with her, right? You've got to talk about it. So Really what we've noticed is we've isolated the groups before we've talked to, we just spoke to 450 Green Berets on Monday, um, talked to the guys alone um, with their command. And we had a group of women in the morning uh, spouses and that was great. And we're going to continue to do that work. But really what we heard was we want to come together in these meetings too, because I want to hear what you're telling the guys and the guys are like, I want to hear what you're telling the wife. And really, you know, it's finding that balance in life, supporting and respecting each other. And, and you hit the nail on the head with respect because we love all kinds of people. But yeah. if we don't respect ourselves, love ourselves, 
we can't give that to anybody else. So we it's, work it's on not for someone to fix things. you, right? It's not about right. fixing yourself. It's about addressing the issue that's dividing you or making you feel so alone. And, sure. and I think one of the biggest problems we have in society today, which we've always had, is the pointing of the finger of the judgment. And we're so scared of somebody judging us. We're weak, we're this, we're that. Yes. We don't count, you know, um, and that is a whole load of balderdash. Yes. You know, and we have no idea our strength and our courage until we are willing to walk through the fire, right? And it's amazing that, you know, that people say to me, why do you do veteran shows? Because, you know, I'm not a pro-war person at all. I always think there's other solutions. I do it because I have such respect for the veterans who are now there for each other because yeah. the governments have let them down. You know, it's all very well. They come back a hero, but if they come back with any problems, we don't want to know. And right. And how the veterans have seen the issue and go, you know what? Nobody's going to help. Let's us do it. Right. Let us oh, do yeah. it. Let us find the solution. Let's let us be that support for each other. And it's such a wonderful example to everyone else that when there is a problem, stop waiting for someone else to fix it. Get together with your tribe, your band, a group of, of misfits and find a solution together. Absolutely. And then spread that out, that orchestra going out. And that's the important thing. That's what I respect so much about the veterans that I do and the veteran wives that I interview because the fact that you are looking at, yes, we know what the problem is. How do we resolve it? Right. Absolutely. How do we make this that this is just a, a, you know, a process of life and how do we have the skills and the tools and the mindset to deal with it? You're exactly right. And, and really what we do as an organization is help create that awareness and education. We're not going to save a marriage in four days. We're not going to, um, you know, help a woman in one day go, oh, hey, I'm walking out of here and I feel, you know, I hope she feels empowered, mm -hmm. but empowered to take the steps herself. Yes. Do the healing to put in the work. I tell people all the time, there's an amazing little thing called Google. You know, it, it, that's what I did because people are like, how did you get started? I'm like, I sat at my computer all the time looking for modes of healing for Tom, looking for what's going on with this, Google, you know, and it's not that I take um, everything that I read on the internet to heart, but it certainly introduced me to other organizations, yes. other people, other tribes, people who are saying this worked, this didn't, you have to put in the work. And so really when we're educating and we're getting people in front of people, we're saying, listen, you've got to put in the work. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family, but especially to yourself yeah. to find what works for you because what works for you and what works for me might be two entirely different things or what's helped Tom and I and, and, and another couple can be an entirely different thing. That's why I love this community of sharing where Hey, this is, this is some things that I've done. Here are some things that Tom and I have done. Here are some things that Tom has done and people go, okay, great. I'm willing to give that a try. And that's, that's the most important thing is putting one little baby foot in front of the other and just taking that step, however small, because it is a step. Changing a perspective, just yes. shifting it, a willingness to look at something different. Yeah. Yes. Um, the reason I do these shows um, here in self discovery media I do them because what you've shared with us here today, it's going to be an aha moment for someone, whether it's somebody, a veteran's wife or not, or sure. somebody just going through a relationship, you know, realizing, you know, maybe, maybe that will happen to them back then is, is post-traumatic stress and we don't know it. And this is why there is this conflict. The whole thing about it is 
sharing the wisdom. Yes. Sharing the knowledge that's been learned. The best teachers of those that have gone through it themselves. They're the True. best teachers. And when we hear, how did you get through it? This is what I did. This mindset. I use this tool, this, that. What it does is shows people that if you're willing to explore and participate in your own healing, right, you can try your skill, your tool, and apply it. And you go, but you know what? This works better for me. That doesn't matter. It, it's right. all about willing to participate and try. And if you're inspired by someone like you, then you're invited to start participating in your own life and looking for the things that are going to heal you. And this, yes. my entire network is of people who have shared their healing because of what they've gone through. And we've right. got to understand we're incredibly strong and courageous. We're incredibly versatile, adoptive and adaptive. It's the willingness that we have to have, the choosing of the positive living that we need to have. And that's where it starts. Don't get stuck in the pain and the misery. Go, well, there has to yes. be something else. And don't just write somebody off because it's difficult. Right? That's a good one. Because <laughs> it's not easy. No. You know, it's not easy. And nobody ever said it would be. Just you have to decide if it's worth it. And nobody can decide that for you either. And you have no idea if the reason you were put together and to go through this strife separately is the coming back together and how together, like you two, you and Tom, have come together to form this organization this all secure right. foundation that had you not gone through this, you wouldn't be doing this and helping other people. Sometimes Absolutely. those struggles, those co we go through the, the challenges we go through, not just a discovery in our own strength and our courageous, but our meaningful purpose and how it serves others and only the willingness to go through. Will you actually understand what the service is at the end of it? Beautiful. Very true. And, and, and that's what we hope we can do is right. You know, and, and some people have asked us, is it really difficult to share the struggles and to share some of the stories, you know, that Tom and I have shared? And of course it is. And, you know, of course we worry about judgment or all the normal human emotions that every single person has. It's just what do you do with it? You know, how, how do you, what are you deciding to do with your struggles? Yeah. Yeah. And for us, it was, let's, let's share them. Let's right. get them out there because... If we were hurting and we were going through this, we know we're not the only ones out there. Right. You know? and, what, and what can you do all together as a beautiful orchestra? Right. right. And yes. we've also got to know that ignorance very often is arrogance because mm -hmm. it believes you sure. know it all. You know, yes. if you are, I am ignorant in this situation. There is no flaw in that. There's an honesty to say, I don't know what to do, but I'm mm -hmm. willing to seek, listen, and learn on yes. what can be done. Right. Oh, for sure. We can't be masters in every single no. arena. We're not meant to be. And, no. and we're meant to fill in each other's blanks. And so I think that's really beautiful about relationships with children and parents and spouses and friends is that we fill each other's gaps in. Yes. So how do people share with you maybe their stories? I would or, love you know, to hear that. And, you know, that yes. they've maybe got some tidbits that they've learned along the way that can help your community. Uh, how do people reach out to you? I know, as you said before, that you're, you know, you're full this year, which just means you're going to have to do more of them or yes. you know, more <laughs> seminars and things, and maybe some online ones, which I think you're looking at. Yes. Uh, so it could reach out to everyone. But how do people to, uh, find you to know more? 
So there's a couple different ways. Um, allsecurefoundation.org is our website. There's a contact form. It actually goes directly to me. So people who write into the website, I get all of those emails and we respond to every single one of them. So if there is a story, if there is a treatment option, we get them all the time. Hey, I have an equine therapy up in New Hampshire, or hey, I've got a scuba diving school that you know does post-traumatic stress down in Key West. I'd love to hear about it. Yes, We're expanding our resource list. That's really important part for me just in my own isolation and not knowing where to turn. Right. I know there's Google, but I'm also gonna make it easier for you. you come to our site. Um, by May, we will have an entirely new website with tons of resources more ways for people to communicate with each other directly online. But we're also on social media and Facebook, um, Instagram at All Secure Foundation, and for Virago, the same. Um, there's actually a Virago link right at allsecurefoundation.org. So people can reach me directly through there or our social media platforms as well. And you're right, we will have some online courses. We can't get to everybody one-on-one, so... Yep. No, and, and the thing reach. is, it's everything you, you've learned in those groups you now can bring to us. Yes. And of course, there's wonderful things called summits and webinars that have yes. sharing the people there, which is wonderful. And, you know, you are a mentor here with us on, on my up and coming um, site, Discovering Communities, because the Discovering Communities is discovering communities like yourselves that are in service of others that are going through this. So I'm very happy to have you as a mentor. Okay. So, um, April 4th, which is my eighth anniversary of hosting, uh, discoveringcommunities.org will be out there and people will be able to find you on the mentors there as well. Right, right now, self-discovery media will also lead them to everything. And uh, I really want people to go back and listen to the other shows because it doesn't matter which sequence, but obviously you listen to Tom first. He's laid the platform of exactly the struggles that he had in coming home. And, uh, and then the two of you came on and shared the struggles that you had, but what doors had opened and of course now today you shared what the women go through and and how important it is that seesaw does not go high and extreme and yes. that you learn to find a language where you can communicate but most of all respect her this is her battlefront yes right and you're yes. home to that. It's her rules and regulations and not yours. And you can find a, a nice cohesive one in the center that becomes the two of yours. Um, especially if you're going to be deployed again, she doesn't want to come in and completely upset the system. Right? right. Because that's going to be what she's going to be running when you're gone again. <laughs> and if you are a veteran, then of course you're coming home with all of the baggage of what you've been through. And yes, you're going to be imposing it now and again. And it's for them to know how much they can take and how much when they need to go seek help elsewhere because it's Absolutely. beyond their help. So it's mindfulness, it's heartfulness, it's soulfulness, isn't it? And it's, yes. it's, it's being participant in your own life because that's the only way that you're actually going to be able to come together. Beautiful. I'm very excited that you've had us on and had me on again today. And, and like you said, it really is open to anyone who's curious yeah. or anyone who wants to grow or learn. We have a lot of um, non-military people who come to the site, a ton of uh, law enforcement and yes. firefighters and, uh, you know, that community, but you know, CEOs have a whole lot of stress too. So yeah. I mean, you know, you know. somebody made some comment that only uh, soldiers get post-traumatic stress, which immediately got jumped on by everybody. <laughs> And, you know, um, 
post-traumatic stress is when you've gone through a, a trauma that yes. really shook your equilibrium up and has a way of raising its head now and again and triggering those same feelings. That doesn't mean you're back there, but you feel like you are. And um, a veteran or soldier that's re constantly repeating, going back out and think that is just going to be solidified more and they have to learn how to manage that but the, the family also have to learn what the triggers are and how to redirect sure. it and what to do to manage that. But that doesn't mean that everybody else doesn't have their own level of it. And uh, we like to downplay it, but we need to actually just respect that perhaps post-traumatic stress are boundaries. Yeah. Right? Right. I, I can't go there or I don't want you to come here. This is the boundary because I can't take any more than that. Very true. <laughs> Very true. And, and to have those in place and to have that communication so that you can talk about when you've had enough or, hey, we need yeah. to get some help outside of yeah. our own um, yeah. and knowing when to get that to respect yourself and respect the relationship and respect each other is critical and for any life. Yes, through life. But, you know, what you're doing and you see these couples, as you say, one immediately parted, that was a full conclusion. But other people being on that road to recovery of communication and there's hope for them to reunite. You know, it's, it's, that's really ultimately what we're all looking for in life, isn't it? That meaningful purpose of service towards one another that makes a difference, a positive difference in the lives of others. And for now, you and Tom are, are on this beautiful path of helping others on this and so you know the abundance that you both get from this is so enriching and enriching to those that get provided with it but enriching to the two of you as well which has opened sure. up a whole new communication between you for sure that has it's been yeah. a blessing yes and that's the point there's always a solution there's always <laughs> right. a light right it's just how you're willing to go through the process and understand what you're in right now is a process yeah. a puzzle you're having to unravel be willing to go through it because when you get to the other side and you find out what the purpose is boy oh boy life is right? so different so different it is i love the click <laughs> Yes, exactly. All of a sudden, the orchestra is in a ah! <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you can get up and dance. <laughs> That's right. So it's allsecurefoundation.com? Um, uh, .org. .org. Allsecurefoundation.org. Yes. And Virago, would you spell that? Sure. V-I-R-A-G-O. And that's so that is .org as well? Yeah, and that is on, um, so if you go to allsecurefoundation.org, there is a tab specifically for Virago. So you can go there to get to us on uh, social media platforms as well. Please communicate. Um, if you've got some solutions, please reach out to them. If you feel that this is something that you want to do, get on their list because they mm -hmm. are full and they're already <laughs> taking for next year. Um, and you know, uh, maybe even just let you know what it is they're dealing with because you have a Absolutely. community there that can reach out to them. And uh, the biggest thing I think for them to all know is they are not alone. Not at all. We're here. No one left behind. Right. And all secure. That's what we want to hear. We're all secure We're here. We're all secure. <laughs> <laughs> so allsecurefoundation.org, reach out. And please go back and listen to these other shows. I promise you, there's just so much information for you there that can already shift your perspective. And, you know, my respect and gratitude for the journey that you've both taken 
and Thank in you. helping out the spouses. And I, I'm re looking forward to hearing the wonderful ripple effect that is this going to go out with this um, because it affects everyone, everyone, not just the military spouses but everyone so thank you so much thank love. you thank you until next time folks remember doesn't matter what you're in what difficulty you're in if you take a breath willing to step out of the anxiety and look at what possible solutions are there the willingness to go through in seeking them you will always find the answer so until next time bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show to find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.